Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. موسیقی Nine minutes after 11 South African time Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum It's a beautiful Tuesday morning here in Johannesburg Of course it's time for our bliss of marriage Our beloved wonderful listeners of Sirius FM Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company And our beloved wonderful listeners of Merkaz Sahaba The voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah Today is the 28th of Jumad al 1445 Which is also the 12th of uh, December 2023 uh, I want to welcome my engineer, of course, Haji Suleiman Esop. He will be with me from now till 12 o'clock, inshallah. And uh, remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Uh, I don't know if we do have uh, some breaking news uh, currently happening in Gaza, but we're going to find out now from our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafidahullah. Ustad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Bliss of Marriage, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khaira. Bismillahi rahmani rahim. نحمده ونسولي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد All praise due to Almighty Allah The sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Today Alhamdulillah is the 28th of Jumad al-Ula 1445. Today is day 67 of the conflict there. Listen to what the Harets have to say, right? I'm reading verbatim from here. Graphic videos and incitement. How the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, or we call them the Israeli Diarrhea Force, is misleading Israelis on Telegram. Now what more do you want than that? That the Israeli Defense Force is misleading the Israelis and lying to them basically regarding the war. So always remember that, right? And this is from the Haaretz newspaper. Second one. Israeli politicians are making promises about Gaza war that IDF can't keep. So even their politicians are lying. One side the IDF is lying and one side their politicians are lying too, right? 
You see, Shias are kuffar, but we must give them due that one side Hezbollah, Hezbollah Shaitan, one side Iran, on the other side the Houthis. So see what the Houthis have done of Yemen. Houthis threatened Red Sea shipping with groundbreaking Iranian missile. They say, hey, we tell you to stop. You better stop, otherwise they blow you up. And then they have to go right around, costing them millions of dollars and so forth. So they're interrupting that all that. Very, very good it is, you must remember this. And see another one here also from Haaretz. IDF, listen to this one. Israeli Defense Force, since start of Gaza ground operation, 13 of the Israeli soldiers killed were mistakenly identified as terrorists. So meaning, according to their own, they killed 13 people, you must remember, thinking they're terrorists. So what will you say in all these cases? That they are, you must remember, getting humiliated and disgraced day by day by day. So may all my teller humiliate and disgrace them. Let me give you three, four other items also. Biden is a real donkey also, right? So he's addressing the Jutlas there on the Hanukkah. He says it is 65 years since, uh, since Hamas attacked Israel. Instead of saying 65 days, the idiot goes and says 65 years. So what do you say of a prime, of a president like this? So he's not fit to be president and he's suffering, you must remember, from so many illnesses. He's just like the Israeli defense force, the diarrhea force, wearing pooping in their pants and underpants. He also wears diapers and so forth. And he says that Hamas attacked them 65 years ago. Hamas only came into existence in 1987. So you can see what idiots we got. I told this Rishi Sunak, Rishi Rich, that they're just using him and now the whitey is going to dump him. And you must remember that today they will get breaking news and our news team should also carry it. Remember that there are about 40 people there in his own party who want to vote against him and say that no, we don't agree with you and so forth. So if that happens, then remember they lose their majority and then there will be big problems for him. So the white guys there in the conservative party, Tory party, remember what they are doing, that they are wanting that this guy must come back and lead them in the elections for next year. They say this India, Indian coming from India and so forth, his forefathers, we don't know whether he drink cow milk or cow urine. He don't say no chance against Temer and the Labour Party. We need a charismatic white guy. And therefore, they want to bring BJ again in, Boris Johnson. So everywhere, you must remember, there's a lot of undercurrents going on. Third one, this is from the press. You must, I sent it out this morning. So to all the groups and Telegram and everywhere. So you must remember, listen to it carefully. Israel, Israel approaches the Egyptians and the Qataris and say no. Let us go for a ceasefire and then we can negotiate the hostages and so forth. So the Qataris and Egyptians put this proposal to Hamas. Hamas said no. Now we have the advantage. We are hammering them and giving them a good threshing. So now we don't want that. We want everybody. We want our 7,000 people out and we'll give you 130, 140, whatever we got. So nothing else. Finish. Otherwise we continue. 
So they're catching a good thrashing and a good hammering from Hamas. And in revenge, because of their vengeance, then they go and murder and kill the babies and the children and innocent people and civilians. So that is the khulasa and the summary of everything. May Almighty Allah decimate and destroy the apartheid terrorist Nazi regime of Israel and all their supporters in the Arab world and in the Western world. I see there's a sister says, uh, Ustad, I require a special dua to unite my family and uh, with my husband, Ustad. Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah gives us the prescription, but we don't want to practice on the prescription. In December time, put 100 families in South Africa, 1,000 Muslim families in South Africa or anywhere in the Western world or in the world, anywhere, Arab countries or wherever. And Almighty Allah gave us the prescription. We want the desired results, but we don't want to practice on it. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala states, Inna Ladina Amanu wa Amilu Salihat Sayaj Alulahumur Rahman Wudda. Verily, Almighty Allah is telling us that those people who have true Iman and they continue with the righteous deeds, soon Almighty Allah Jalla Wala will then create the love and the muhabba between them. So Allah will bless them with love. Chapter 19 and verse. 96. So what is the basis for true unity and love through Iman and through actions, all times, all places, all circumstances. So that is the and the Quran teaches us Walillahil Asma'ul Husna Fadu Biha invoke and call Almighty Allah by his beautiful, wonderful names. So read Ya Wadudu Ya Wadudu abundantly. So what we have decided to do, we decided to become sanctimonious. Razi Rahe Rahman be Khush Rahe Shaitan be December comes, we want to go to the resort, we want to go to the beach, we want to miss our salat, we want to leave out our decent, modest clothing, we want to behave, majority Muslims, just like the non-Muslims and so forth, and then we want the help of Almighty Allah. How will that happen? Then we want, you must remember, that for myself, Christmas, New Year, I don't travel, I sit at home. Now I travel, you must remember, but afterwards I don't travel. Because, remember, there are too many drunkies and too many drunk people and crazy guys. Therefore, we don't call it festive season. We call it the silly season. You must remember these type of things here. So, therefore, that you must ask yourself, am I a Muslim at all times, all places, or am I a part-time Muslim? Razi, Rahe, Rahman, be Khush, Rahe, Shaitan, be. We want to please Allah, and simultaneously, we want to please Satan, Shaitan, Lu. This week is wedding in our house. This week is Walima in our house. This week is Atika in our house. Do we really practice on Islam? Or we want to impress the people and show off to them and so forth. So everywhere you must remember we should see whether we are doing what is required of us or our allegiance is all split up. Remember that December everybody is in a holiday mood. So now my daughter is going for her matric farewell. My son is going for his job. They got a farewell party and the wine, dine and swine and everything will be there. 
this morning. Now the time is, you must remember, almost 20 past 11 in Israel. We say occupied Palestine at the same time. So one brother, he knows me, mashallah, is from Newcastle. He's there in Aqsa because they're fastening Ihram today in Aqsa and then they'll go to Jordan and then they will fly from there to Jeddah, Makkah. They'll go and perform Umrah. So he was asking me, so I said, you're the right man. Tell me how things there now in Aqsa al-Mubarak. He said, maximum we get for Salat, just two serves, three serves and so forth. And people don't come because of the conditions. I asked him, Jummah time, we say half or quarter full like that it is. So it shows, you must remember that that's what the Jutlas want. They want to frustrate you, frustrate you, but all Allah is frustrating them. They can't beat Hamas and Hamas is giving them a good threshing, you must remember that. So if we want love, then practice on what Islam says properly. Our five daily salat, our charity, our parda, our clothing, our modesty and shame, not we go half naked here and there and all that. So all this removes the barakah and the blessing and the the, the love and rahmah of Almighty Allah. Somebody says, Ustad, that I would like a, a better understanding in this, Ustad. In the time where slavery was present and men could have their way with a slave woman, what was the need for those men to get married then? And also, what happened when the slave woman became pregnant, Ustad? My brother, first and foremost, you need to understand things holistically. You must remember in the good old days when there were wars, so then the Muslims would take the non-Muslim men and women as slaves as one of the options. The non-Muslims would take the Muslims as slaves as, as they wanted also. So that was something very, very common in those days. So Islam came and regulated the affair and so forth and so on. So Islam says that now the Muslims are having a war with the enemies. Use as a case study, Hamas are having a war with Israel. So let's just call it a war. It's not a war. These people don't have one plane. They don't have one helicopter. They got lightweight weapons compared to Israel instead giving Israel a good threshing and a good hammering. So anyway, if you want to call it a war, that's your choice. And let's say Hamas beats them. They surrender and so forth. Now we have prisoners of war, right? So in that case there, Islam gives you five options. For one, immal qatlu, either you can kill them. Because if you don't kill them, they will kill you sooner or later. That's why they came to war. So that is one option. Second option will be imma mannam ba'du wa imma fidan. Either you let them go free, free of charge. Okay, you go, we pardon you, forgive you. Third one, wa imma fidan, that we take fida, we take ransom. In cash or kind, they must pay us money, or you must remember, they must give us their farms, or their shops, or their houses, or whatever. So that is, you must remember, ransom mutually agreed upon, and so forth, the three. Fourth one is, you must remember, mubadalatul usara, exchange of prisoners. That is what Hamas is doing. So Hamas said, we'll give you, you take one of yours, and you give us three of ours. So if they gave 10, they were collecting 30 of theirs. Now they said, we got 140, 150, just round it off at 150, right? So we want our 7,000 people in prison. Hmm. If you're not going to give, no negotiation, don't waste our time. 
Who can do that? People who are speaking from strength. You must remember that. So they're teaching the Jutlas, they're teaching the Americans, they're teaching Britain, France, everybody a good lesson. You must remember that. And therefore, again today, there is going to be, uh, you understand, a chance for a ceasefire in United Nations and Security Council and so forth. So because they know Israel is losing and losing very badly. And then another option will be be istirqaq. Istirqaq is you take them as slaves, whether it's male or female. Now the trouble with you, brother or sister, is you look at too many movies. Your name is Bilal, but you think just like Bali. That majority Muslims, 70-80% of Muslims, they suffer from the Western thought process. They are Muslim, but the thinking is like a non-Muslim. The name is Maryam, but she thinks just like Mary, the non-Muslim. Remember, that. So when you speak of slavery, they think it means that you give the person food maybe once a day, once in five days, three days, you place the person in shackles. Islam said all that is haram and not permissible. Imam Bukhari rahimahullah, just to enlighten you on this, Imam Bukhari rahimahullah, was asked ma huwa silsilatu zahab, what is the golden chain of transmission? He said Imam Malik reports Hadith. Then Imam Malik's teacher is Nafi. Nafi reports from Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma. Abdullah ibn Umar reports from the master Habibuna sallallahu sallam. Who is this Nafi? Nafi was a slave. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma a'taqa alfa abdin wa atamara alfa marra. He said thousand slaves free and performed thousand umrahs. So one of the slaves he said free was Nafi. He said go. He said no I don't go. So why you don't go? He said, I'm staying here and I want to learn hadith by you. He stayed by him. And then Imam, Ma- Imam Bukhari said, when Malik reports from Nafi, Nafi reports from Abdullah ibn Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar reports from Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That is the best and the golden chain. Mm. So that is what Islam did. You must remember this type of things. I ask you one thing. What is America doing? That in 2000, 2001, and all the 2002, in Gitmo, Guantanamo Bay, they put hundreds of our Muslims there. Mm. Till now also, there are 30, 40 of our brothers there. So is that what? It's worse than slavery. They waterboarding them, torturing them, persecuting them, desecrating the Quran, and so many things they are doing. What they doing to our sister, Dr. Afia, and so forth. They won't call it slavery, but it's worse than slavery. So you must remember this and if it's a female then remember you fought in the battle you were prepared to give your life in the battle so in Islam if you win the battle then 80% will come to the Mujahideen 20% will go to the Beitul Mal to the public exchequer and once you own that lady so then you can sleep with her and so forth that is if you participated in the jihad not like you guys can't even wake up for Fajr Salat go to the masjids and see today 80% of the Muslim men are fast asleep and December 90% because no we're on holiday and so forth so you need to understand all these issues properly remember that and thereafter you must remember that if that lady falls pregnant then the child is your child and she's called the Umm Walad and so forth and so on so then you can't sell her and all these type of things now you must keep her because she's the mother of your child 
child. So there are big, big, big conditions attached to it, and Islam brought about reforms and all that to make it as humane as possible. So we don't have to apologize for anything. The problem is the Muslim majority of them don't know head or tail about Islam and Islamic Sharia. That is the big problem today. Hmm. Well, so the sister needs some advice. She says that a dua to help clear my family from all debts. I'm working and my husband is working, but my husband, uh, he used to take a lot of debts. Now he's uh, asking for zakat to start. What do I do? It's not permissible to give him zakat for what he's asking for so much money from this one, this one. He wants to go to the casino. He wants to play on the horses. He wants to go, you must remember, to all the haram places and so forth just to impress the neighbors and impress the Jones and so forth. For what need there is for you all to have five, six cell phones? What need there is for you all to have three, four, five TVs? How much you all are paying for subscription? So if every Muslim household looks at that, they get rid of the TVs, they get rid of the internet, they get rid of their cell phones, and everybody has that Nokia phone. Alone you will save 10, 20,000 rand per month. You must remember that. It's not permissible to give people zakat when you want to lead an extravagant, lavish lifestyle. On your name you have two, three cars. On another person's name you have one, two cars. Everybody got cell phone and so forth. So how you can give the person zakat then so not permissible totally haram and especially people who have spent the money in haram things yes if a person don't have food a person has not pay rental because they are really struggling that's a separate issue but that is not the case here thus are people want to live it up you must remember mm. lead a life of luxury and so forth so to give them zakat not permissible who said the, any dua for protection from sin and debt Remember that the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-ma'asami wal-maghram. So both are included there. O Almighty Allah, I seek your protection from vices and sins, and wa min al-maghram, and I seek your protection from deaths. Stay away from sins, lead a sin-free life, Mm. and a debt-free life, and you will see how peaceful and good your life will be. This is the modern-day slavery, what is the modern-day slavery that they put us into a debt, the capitalistic system, the secular system, the material world of consumerism, so that is bye, bye, bye on Sarrechmag Nivayar. We will see in the new year. That is the mentality today. You must remember that. Enjoy today on Sarrechmag in the Nivayar. We will fix up in the new year. So remember, Islam says all that haram and not permissible. You must stay away from vices, stay away from debts, not permissible for you to get involved in debts and then interest and all that accrues then it becomes compounded interest, so see what has happened people, never mind the principal amount, they can't even pay the interest and so forth, so therefore we need to stay away from all this. Somebody from Cape Town says, what is the Islamic view a point of husband and wife looking at each other's aura. Is it true that it weakens the memory? And didn't Prophet Muhammad look at Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha? Remember, my brother, that 
If it weakens the memory, then we all should forget the whole Quran, Quran and Hadith and everything. You must remember that Allah forbid. Some people wrote to become blind. So then we all should be blind. You must mm. remember that. So all these things are not authentic. You must remember that. So in Islam, between husband and wife, there is no parada, there is no hijab, no nothing. So if you look at your wife's private, she looks at yours and all that, from taqwa point of view, is better. It doesn't happen and so forth but that is precaution but if they look at and so forth remember from fatwa point of view from verdict point of view it is permissible if you know the famous Hanafi Kitab Hidayah and if you open the last word, volume Al-Mujalladur Rabi this masla is discussed there and I remember when I used to teach it then you get Imam Abu Hanifa quoting Abdullah ibn Umar and Sahaba they used to say Unzur ilayha. you must look at your wife instead of letting your eyes go yeah and they stare at the strange woman and so forth so that will bring more pleasure to you and so forth and so on so my brother that what you heard your memory will get weak and your eyesight will get weak and others will get weak so that Islamically there's no evidence for that and there's no proof for that yes most of most we will say from a taqwa point of view is better you must remember that you don't go and do this things but from fatwa point of view is 100% permissible regarding our mother Siddiqa Aisha radiallahu anha she says ma ra'aytu farja rasulillah sallallahu samqattu I never ever saw the private part and so forth so you must remember that so that was the haya and the shame and the modesty they <laughs> had so that is why when you have iman you have taqwa you have haya shame modesty so then it becomes a wonderful Wonderful, wonderful marriage. Today you see Iman is gone so weak. Haya shame is thrown out of the window. Taqwa people don't even know what taqwa means. So therefore we must understand the marriages and the divorce rate and all that is spiraling out of control because these factors we have neglected them ourselves. I see the brother wants to know Ustad, is it permissible for males to remove the hair from their back and chest. If one does, so is he sunny. My wife says I have too many hair on my chest and on my back, Ustad. So you must remember in simple terms, your wife says you are dirty, hairy. So you must remember that. Hairy, not H-A-R-I-Y, H-I-R-R-Y. So that means your body got too much hair on the chest also and on your back also. So now you want to remove it and so. So it is permissible or not? Yes, permissible. No problem with that. But make sure you keep a nice long beard. Not some all this French beard and all this pencil beard and all. Because you say you are a hairy guy. So hairy guy means you must keep a nice long beard and so forth. So you must make a deal with your poppy, with your darling and sweeter. Okay, poppy, that my hair on my chest I will remove. My hair on the back I will remove. And all that I will do. But you must agree and don't make noise. I want to keep a nice big beard. And that is first length and so forth, which is wajib and compulsory. Is wajib to lengthen the beard. Hazrat Sheikh, Hazrat Mohana Zakaria, Sheikh Uladis, Nawalallah Marqadahu wrote that kitab. Sheikh bin Baz was blind, but he heard about it. He got his student and somebody read the book for me. He was so 
impressed and then he wrote a ta'aliq on it footnotes and so forth so it shows that that is according to all four schools so that is the deal you must make with your wife my brother well, son, I've got uh, Sister Abby. She wants to know that, uh, please guide me. Is it okay for us who are standing with Palestine to fight with any Jew, whether they're innocent or not, in here in South Africa? Because my company, they really don't like Islam. Who's that, Abby? So when you use the term fight, fight does not mean in this text and context you must become physical and you go into a first fight and so forth. You must put the evidence on the ground. Who are the invaders? Who are the occupiers? Mm-hmm. Who are called occupied territory? Against whom has United Nations, you must remember, passed all these resolutions? And who is a super terrorist and Satan terrorist and so forth? Baruch Goldstein comes there to Masjid Ibrahim Khalilu Rahman and murders the people on the Saturday, 16th Ramadan, half Ramadan, our fasting month, Fajr time, early morning and I asked the brother today what time is your Fajr Salat he said 5.30 I asked him what time is your Isha Salat he said 6.15 so I told him that after past 6 to 6.45 everything is closed he said yes I said yes I know when I was there I used to be amazed you know that so long the night is from after Isha is only up past 6 quarter to 7 and Fajr is 5.30 so imagine so long it is so anyway that is uh, what happened so what Israel did Baruch Goldstein the super terrorists murdered our people 29 of them in the mosque Israel justice system inverted commas came they stole our mosque half of it day in Hebron so you must bring all these things to them and tell them the Jutlas, the only language they will understand is one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. And therefore, Hamas is doing a great job. Hamas has brought Gaza fiha al-Izza. That is how they also use it. I sent out the clip today, you must remember, eight minutes. Mm. And that lady speaks. You must hear that lecture. And what she say? She say, Al-Ghazza fiha al-Izza. That not from today, from those days we are saying, she said that we have a lineage of 4,000 years, 3,000 years, that we have 10 days generations, 12 generations and these Jutlas Haramis were to come and steal there. It won't happen, you must remember that because we have gold, we have gas, we have, you must remember now oil and all that and they, these occupiers, invaders invaders, and war criminals want to steal it? Nay, we will say we're going to fight till the end and therefore Jutlas can't fight. They're wearing their diapers and so forth and I wrote one nice word there today. I sent it out on Twitter and Telegram and I put the, the pooping jamaat, you understand? The pooping party, <laughs> you remember? And I put one word there, Abby, you want to understand, if you're following me there and you must remember on Twitter, I said these bailas, bailas are those gay guys, mm. you must remember that. So they are the ones wearing their diapers and they are the, so therefore, you must remember Allah is humiliating, disgracing them throughout the whole world. 
who said my sister really wants to get married and she says that if she doesn't get married she wants to die please advise she's listening Ustad. so remember why you want to make all foolish comments like this and so forth so you want to get married who is in control of the whole universe is almighty allah Jalla wala. did you read two rakat salat today tahajjud salat did you read fajr salat on time so you must read your five daily salat on time. Wake up three o'clock in the morning for tahajjud. You can't do that. Then before you sleep, read two, four rakats. And then read this dua abundantly. Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun. O oh Allah, grant us such spouses and grant us such offspring that are the coolness of the eyes. So you must then beg Almighty Allah and read Ya Wadud, Ya Wadud. Ya Allah, send me a loving person who will become my husband fit dunya wal akhirah in this world and in the year after. You need to speak to Allah and stop making foolish and idiot comments like I want to die and so forth and so on. That is the waswasa and whisperings of shaitan you know the surah you was with sufi sudur in nas minal jinnati wan nas the waswasa comes the whisperings of satan shaitan comes in the hearts of people and who brings this whispering sometimes the jinnat and sometimes people so whenever negativity comes in your heart and mind read a'udhu billahi minash shaitani rajeem and start reading your salat start reading your quran start making making dua, start giving charity and Allah ta'ya kadakaya palat denge, Allah ta'ala will turn the tables around from unfavorable to favorable inshallah. Listen to this one Ustad, this is from Cape Town, he says uh, Mufti proposals always getting cut off, my sheikh says it's sikhar, it's jadu, I have made an appointment to see my sheikh this Thursday, he says I must bring the shoes I'm wearing and I'm wearing my scarf, you must bring it with, because that's why no proposal is going through. Kasi, Ustad. So you must remember that my first advice to you, cut off all contact with the sheikh. You must remember that he himself got the hidden agenda. He wants to check your shoe size and he wants to wear your, check your scarf and then he will tell you, see, nobody is coming. And then he himself will propose to you and he will tell you that I'm buying for you mahar, nice <laughs> shoes for you and nice sandals for you and nice scarf for you and all these kind of things. So don't be a fool. You cut off all contact with him. He's well. taking you for a ride. You must remember this type of things. Today, you got a lot of muftis and a lot of sheikhs. If you know Pakistan and Pakistan's history and that, then there was a great poet and philosopher, Iqbal. They would call him Allama Iqbal, Iqbal Marhum. He wrote, I'm not into poetry, but few I learned because of these lessons. So he wrote, First, they were muftis. You must remember to teach the people maslas. Now you get a lot of mufatiyas. You must remember one in the name of a sheikh, one in the name of a tawizwala, one in the name of a amil, and mm. so forth and so on. So they will then tell you, do this do this but all got hidden agenda either they want to make money or either they want to get married to you or either if you're married they want to break your marriage so they can exploit you so all my advice to you I don't know you sister I don't know who your sheikh is but if that is what he's saying you just tell him me I'm 
I'm cutting off all ties with you and so forth and he wants to see your scarf and then he wants to see your shoes and mm. sender tomorrow maybe he'll tell you bring your underwear also mm. so you know I know of that kind of stories also in South Africa I even know the people so these kind of people we must name them shame them and expose them 17 uh, minutes uh, to 12 we go for our interval when we come back we will continue inshallah with the bliss of marriage stay tuned Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's uh, exactly now uh, 14 uh, minutes uh, to 12. You are tuning and listening to The Bliss of Marriage. Remember, our WhatsApp number is uh, 084-786-3132. International Overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Anonymous sister says, Ustad, that uh, could Muftasa please give a dua to increase the love and understanding between my husband and I, as he is very, very temperamental. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Always read, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun. Read, ya wadudu, ya wadud. Read, ya salamu, ya salam. Do ta'aleem together. Take riyadu salihin. Take fazaila a'mal. Five minutes, ten minutes, read it. And remember, give our charity daily. And then slowly, slowly, Allah Jalla Wala will let the hearts gravitate to one another. The bodies will meet, and then the hearts will meet, and then there will be unity of thought, and both parties will be going in the same direction. So we need to do all that to attract the mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. Mm. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, my father has paid shares for his four girls and one son during his lifetime. After he passes away, must the shares be distributed equally or can it go to all, uh, all to his wife? Or must it be distributed according to Sharia during his lifetime as well as after his lifetime, Ustad? Remember when a person gives out in his lifetime, so then the children must be given equal shares. Yeah, you say four daughters, one son, so everybody 20, 20, 20%, and they must remember it must be transferred on their name if it is a car or property and so forth, and if it is cash and jewelry or whatever else, then you give it to them, they take possession of it, and you, the person who is the donor and the you cannot make any conditions remember if you made conditions that conditions will fall away and will not be valid so we must be clear on that issues and post death and after death then first will be burial funeral expenses then will be the debts of the deceased it must be paid to the creditors immediately and thereafter is wasia what you bequeath to none is whether it's a person organization but it must be halal of and maximum amount is one third of the net estate then comes the shares of the heirs and then when you have sons and daughters then it's compulsory the ratio must be two to one so during lifetime you give it to them they must take possession must be equal and after death the death then it is the ratio must be two to one for sons and daughters so all this in the Quran Sharif and in the Sunnah Mubarakah regarding the 
children the hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif uh, and sorry in Muslim Sharif mentioned in Muslim Sharif and remember that regarding the shares and all in the Quran chapter 4 verse number 11 so everything you will find clearly enshrined in the Quran Sharif or in the noble and great Sunnah of the Master alayhi salatu I see this one. This one listener says we heard Mufti AK is coming to Durban. I'm from Reservoir Hills. Can we take you to Ocean Basket, Mufti Sab? Oh, please come home. We're gonna make for you fresh fish masala curry, Ustad. So you must remember that I don't go to all these places. I only got one night day in Durban, and we already put our order, mashallah, because they all know what we eat with our family and so forth. So jazakallah khairan to you, and I will be there, inshallah. Today is Tuesday, so Wednesday we will be in Durban. So tomorrow night, inshallah, we will be in La Messi, 8.35 is Isha, and then inshallah, the program will be there in the La Messi Masjid and then on Thursday we will go from there after Zohar to Marisburg and then Thursday night the program will be in the Mountain Rise Masjid it will be live on Sirius FM and on Ansar Radio and on Marcus Sahaba Inshallah Inshallah Aziz so that will be after Maghrib and so forth and then Friday Jumu'ah will be at Reishtop where Mohan Abdul Qadir Osman is and Qadi Abdul Rauf is and so forth and is a public holiday so mashallah so that also will be live on Radio Al-Ansar International and Marcus Sahaba the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Jama'ah I'm actually going for a nikah my sister's granddaughter her daughter's daughter is getting married and inshallah after Asr so we have to be there and so forth so we make dua for her we make dua for our son-in-law we make dua for the whole ummah that whosoever children are getting married or are married now recently and so forth then Allah Jalla Allah bless them with mahabba, mawadda good love and understanding and bless them with pious offspring and children so always we must keep on making dua for them because today there's too many fitnas and too much jealousy and envy as well mm. I see Haji Suleiman says Ustad please don't forget to tell him he's looking for a wife Ustad ah, we said a hundred times now so inshallah maybe Allah Ta'ala will give you somebody in 2024 now <laughs> <laughs> listen to this one move this up I just wanted to know if Islam allows the use of contraceptive pills and is waiting after you get married to have a child is it permissible in Islam Student of Dean, who's that? Very good question. Remember this today, people get married. Now, you take this one here. Last week, I was in Cape Town. They invited me to a, because she said student of Dean. So, therefore, I'm just reminding you. So, the madrasa's name there is Islahul Banat. They just called me, like, you know, because I was there. The main guest was Mufti Desai from uh, Durban and so forth, from Marisburg, rather. So, anyway, you must remember that. So, that, so they told me, please speak for 15 minutes or so. And it was Riyadu Salihin. So I spoke a little bit of Allama Nawawi, Rahimahullah, and then the Kitab Riyadu Salihin. 
And then I gave some advice. I said, sisters, first thing you must remember, never introduce yourself as an alima. That is an illusion and a deception. You must remember that. Man qala ana alimun jahilun. Whoever says I'm an alim is actually a jahil. You must remember. So you, I don't know how your people's madrasa works and that what certificate they give you. But if they gave you also an alim certificate, which is wrong, that you can't just do the adu salin and think you're an alim, alima, and so forth. And please don't call yourself alima and so forth. We must break all these things from the roots. When they ask you what you are, you must say, I'm a Taliba. I am mm. a student of Deen. That you see, today I will go to Dalum Zakaria because I go Wednesdays and now Wednesday I'll be going to Durban. So now we go there and we sit in the class with the students and so forth and so on. Why? Because we are a student of Deen. So don't ever say, no, I'm an Alim, I'm this, I'm this. People call you is different thing, but you must never call yourself. You must remember that that because that will already bring about the horns in you and so forth so say yes you are a student of deen and so forth that's very very good so what was the question of the student of deen what she said uh, about the contraceptive policy. yeah about the contraceptives and all that and the other question also very good question so see now this is a case study we can say that the couple are getting married this week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever, right? So then what happens? They say, no, 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 we want to enjoy life. We don't want children the first year, second year, third year. Husband says, I don't want extra karcha and expenses. And she will say, me, I want to remain slim and trim and I want to go for holiday to Maldives and Mauritius and Malaysia and here and there and Dubai and India and Amanskaral and a lot of places. So remember, is that Islamic is totally haram that so you must remember to remain slum and trim and say we don't want children that is a non-Islamic concept you must remember that it's not a Muslim concept <laughs> Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam said tazawwajul walud 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 get married to ladies mm. who are loving and they can give birth to your children and so forth so your hadith in Mishkat or Mustad Ahmad and that Tanakahu Takasaru you will find all this type of ahadith so that is number one number two contraceptors as a rule is not permissible in Islam yes one is the exception to the rule but as a rule is not permissible and the exception to the rule will be that now that lady she had three four five children all through the c-section cesarean section and now it's very very dangerous for her to fall pregnant for her own life at the child child's life and so forth so in a case like that as a last resort you use some irreversible method and so forth so that you must remember not irreversible reversible you use a reversible method then it will be permissible but if you use something irreversible like some ladies even I know about them that they got the ligation done <laughs> and so forth all haram they not permissible so any method that is irreversible not permissible at all let's go to Lodi Mustad the listener says Mufti Sab, my wife listens to your show and she bosses me around defending herself on your opinions 
Please stop generalizing and only state the facts or stick to Quran and Hadith. You're causing friction in families. Ustad. So what must I do if your wife is listening to me? I don't know her. I don't know you. Hmm. And if you can't become a proper husband, then what must I do? Everybody knows I only quote Quran. I quote Sunnah. I speak Sahaba. I don't give fairy tales and all that like how you do. So the problem is with you, brother. Now, if your marriage is not working out properly, so what you blaming me for? You must remember that your your health is failing. So now you go blame the doctor. You say, yeah, doctor, you telling my wife she must give me this medicine and this medicine and so forth. So same thing here. You must remember this, that you are now getting hot under the collar because your wife is telling you what is right and she's telling you, read Salat. You say, don't come and tell me. She say, Mufti A.K. said, that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, when you don't read Fajr Salat on time, then the shaitan is urinating in your ear. Now you blow a gasket. But I'm telling you what Nabi Alayhi salam is saying, so you must remember that. So there's no need for that. Brother, it is your weakness, you must remember. You're getting angry at your wife and getting angry at me because you know why? The truth is always very bitter. Therefore, Nabi Alayhi Speak the truth, even though the truth is very, very bitter. Authentic hadith in Mustad Ahmad. And Nabi Alayhi was addressing Abu Zar and last question somebody says my son is 18 years old he don't want to go to masjid ustad to read namaz he read at home and the masjid is right in front of my house please advise him he's listening ustad so you must tell him from today if you're not going to read salat in the masjid no more pocket money for you your internet your phone your car everything we're taking away from you mm. you want to stay in this house then you abide by our rules and the rules of islam and you don't want to stay then there's the door you pack up and you go sometime in life you must be cruel to be kind quran kareem states surah 66 verse 6 ya ayyuhalladhina amanu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara oh you who believe say Save yourself and your children from the fire. Hadith Sharif Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'oolun an ra'iyya. Every one of you is a shepherd and each one of you will be questioned regarding your flock. So your son is a problem, but father, you also a problem. That when your son was not baliq, was not mature, in his formative years, did you have ta'alim in your house? No. Did you encourage him that from the age of 7, 10, he must come with you to the masjid? No. So we ourselves were not good fathers, not good examples. <laughs> Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, ma nahala wa walidun nahlan ahsana min adab Hassan, the greatest gift the father mother can give their children is good manners good character good conduct good terbiah today i sent out something of palestine if you just listen to it your tears will roll how a eight-year-old boy ten-year-old boy they are facing the bombardment
man. The father is injured and he's telling him, Oh, father, that you remain strong. This land is ours and we are going to fight for it and so forth. So that is the tarbiyah. Our children, by and large, majority of us, South Africa, Arab children, Muslim children, 80% are spoiled brats. Remember that. that they, we just give in to them and so and that's how you must remember that they start rebelling against us mm. you tell him this is the rule no internet no car no pocket money nothing until you read your five daily salat in the masjid dance all the proper dance may almighty Allah accept us all barakallah fiqh assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Marcus Sahaba the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah